What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the E Mammoth Pod with uh, me, Mike, and Rich once again. What's coming up? here to close out the year 2020. Mm-hmm. The last day of 2020. Yeah, so it's the last day of the year. Uh, if you're listening to us now, you're it's probably already 2021, but we're wrapping up this year and um, talking a bit about that. And so, you know, with this last week of the year and last day of the year, Rich, what, what have you been up to, man? Um, well, Christmas has passed. Uh, I did go home, spend some time with my parents for Christmas. <clears throat> Not super. I mean, um, Christmas with my parents is pretty low key. Uh, it would usually, usually is just me, my mom and my dad. Sometimes I have other relatives from my mom's side that come. Um, but because of COVID, they decided to understandably stay in LA. Um, so my week just really consisted of hanging out with my parents and watching basketball with my dad on NBA. Did you watch basketball? You know, I watched a little bit of basketball. Um, I definitely watched most of the Warriors game, uh, but that was <laughs> not that exciting. All of the basketball games were pretty rough today, that day. Um, I think none of them were really that competitive. They were all pretty, pretty big blowouts. And I was upset the first two games. I was like, man, there's no good basketball today. Then I think by the end of the first quarter with the Lakers game, I was just like, you know what? It makes sense for this year. Just, I mean, terrible basketball games. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. It's, it's how it's been. You know, on the other side, you also, for me, I, I, you know, it was tough to watch um, a lot of bad basketball recently. But on the flip side, it's like I'm really glad they're playing the games. I'm glad that the sport's continuing and that they haven't had to shut anything down when it comes to the NBA. So, I mean, for that, I, I look at that as a win for the league. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and I guess you got to kind of get your wins where you can. So the the season's going on. Um, everybody seems to be pretty safe. So, I mean, it seems to be pretty good. Yeah, the bubble is you can tell it's definitely different from bubble basketball mm-hmm. it's it, cause they're back in their home arenas and it's noticeably empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's affecting, well, who knows, who knows if it's affecting the teams? Cause I know a lot of teams do miss playing in front of their home crowds. Um, but it's not Christmas basketball was not the same this year. It wasn't. Christmas just wasn't the same period. I know for me, uh, I know on Christmas Eve, I was able to go out and visit my mom and sister, my nephews, but we socially distanced. Like I didn't even go in the house, but I mean, I was able to kind of say hi and kind of, you know, talk to them for a little bit before um, doing a little gift exchange and then kind of being on my way. So it was... um, not very eventful, but I think the biggest thing is that I hope people are staying safe, protecting themselves, their loved ones, because, uh, yeah, I mean, the virus is out there and it's, it's getting worse and worse every day. We have a vaccine now, but not everybody. Not everybody's getting the vaccine. I mean, here's the thing is like, they're shipping out all these vaccines and the vaccines, like, um, people, they don't have a good plan on how to, um, actually get the vaccines um administered to the public so that seems to be the biggest disconnect right now 
Oh, did you cut well, out? No, no, okay. no. Um, well, anyways, so actually, I'm lost. Go ahead. You were. Um, well, when it comes oh, to the vaccines, okay. they've got this plan and they've, um, you know, developed it and they've got a lot of them shipped out to the states. But when it comes to the federal um, plan on this, they were just shipping them to the states and then that was it. And there's no plan for the states to implement it. And so, I mean, I've heard stories of like doctors seeing a lot of their um, vaccines start to go bad and expire oh. because they aren't getting enough people in there to get vaccinated. I asked my mom if, um, like, because she runs a nursing facility, if they are vaccinating. And she says, well, it's it's kind of a broken answer. It's partly she doesn't know, but she doesn't know because, yeah, she just doesn't know what's really happening with it. Um, she's hasn't taken it yet from what i understand um but she runs a elder care facility and i think she's she's trying to get the vaccine for her and employees so they can then pass it to the residents but from what i understand the residents don't have to take it if they don't want to but that's a whole other thing it's tough man there's a lot of people that are afraid of taking it um or skeptical about it and um there's just not like like I said, not a plan to get everybody um, to get this vaccine vaccination, and I don't know. I don't know what the right or wrong answer is, but what I do know is that we've had months and months and months to prepare for this. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I don't know what is going to come of it, but it just seems like we're not out of the woods yet. Things are still kind of crazy. Yeah, um, but I do think there is a there is a feeling, especially since after Christmas, um, even when I'm at work, that people are, I think people understand that once January 1st hit, everything's not going to be better. But I think people are just tired of seeing 2020 at the end of the year. Yeah. And they just want, they just want to look forward to something different. For sure. I, I, I totally agree. So even though things in the environment may not automatically change once that year 2021 rolls around, mm -hmm. uh, psychologically, it's going to give us a better feeling. So um, I hope that feeling lasts. I hope that feeling yeah. of hope and, you know, optimism carries throughout the year because 2020 started with a lot of hope and optimism, too. And it was a it was kind of a rough year. I mean, it's probably true. the roughest year for a lot of people. I wonder if people will be less surprised or more disappointed if 2021 ends up being similar or continues on or becomes maybe even worse. Well, I don't know. I think my perspective on it is that um, this whole coronavirus and change in our lives really came out of nowhere for a lot of people and blindsided people. And it was like getting hit by a truck and it was so sudden and abrupt that, um, you know, it was unexpected. And now that 2021 is upon us, a lot of us, we've already felt the impact of this hit, you know? So, yeah. 
Um, I don't think it'll be as like shocking or dramatic, but I mean, it could still be a very rough year. Yeah. I, Who knows? I mean, I'm always, I'm always optimistic. So I'm always looking on the bright side. I feel like it was going to be a good year. And I even feel like even though we've had such um, bad things happen this year, uh, there was also some good things that happened. And I think um, yeah. a lot of it has to do on perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot for of me, the good. Go ahead. The lot, a lot of the good, kind of, from this year came because of what started. Well, you know what? Um, one of the things that was the most memorable for me in 2020 uh, really was the passing of Kobe Bryant. And it's so weird that when he did pass, before we had coronavirus in the U.S., I think it was a thing like in China, like it was just coming out. But the world that Kobe left behind was a completely different world that we have now. Like things are so dramatically different. Um, and I don't know, like I, I, I feel like that was kind of like, the first domino to fall <laughs> yeah. when it came to this year. And that was a huge domino, man. I mean, the passing of Kobe Bryant, that guy had accomplished so much in his life and still had so much more to give. He had just retired and he was just going to the second phase. And that was, it felt like the, the next step for him was more, not exactly paying it forward, but paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, for Gigi, just the Mamba Academy, uh, mentoring young NBA players and other athletes in general. Um, he was really making himself available um, to help push excellence in those aspects. Yeah, he was definitely, um, I mean, he's, he's definitely been missed, his presence. I think, um, you know, I'm not a Lakers fan, but um, I can definitely love and respect everything that Kobe did. And I definitely yeah. admire his talent, his leadership, and um, just him as a, as a human being, like he was just an incredible person. And so I think it was a, a definitely sad moment of 2020. And it was something that, you know, at the time when that hit us, that was so tragic and dramatic. Um, we had no idea what the rest of the year had in store for us. Yeah. So you went a different direction with that. Because when I said kind of the bad leads to some good things, I was thinking about um, I was thinking about stay-at-home order. I was thinking about quarantine. Um, being locked down for that, for me, it was for a while. But just being home, not really physically seeing anybody or or really interacting with anybody was really rough in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But that also kind of forced me to just evaluate me and work on me. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that would have happened without this because I would have been able to distract myself by going out and seeing friends and going and doing other stuff. Um, but I couldn't, I wasn't even allowed to work for a while either. So I was forced to just be home with myself, with my thoughts and, and find a new hobby to do, um, put my energy in some other way, like meditate, stuff like that. 
And so yeah. I found that to be good stuff that I now implement in my routine. Um, well, yeah, to kind of, that's my nice take. I mean, 2020. And that's something that's great that you did for yourself because <clears throat> there's so many people that went the opposite direction. You know, I mean, I think when this happened, there's a lot of people that looked for, um, you know, different ways to uh, stay mentally healthy and, and I guess be creative and do things while there's other people that went uh, the other direction, got increasingly angry and frustrated and depressed. And I, I think just went, went a different route. And so um, it's really, it's really tough to, it's really tough to, um, to look at like all these different people in the world that are going through all these different struggles and actually reacting differently to it. And some people are coming out with a more positive attitude. Some people are coming out with a more negative attitude. Um, it actually reminds me of, I heard recently when it comes to, um, people being alone, there's like two words that we usually use to, um, describe people in these states. And one is like loneliness when you feel lonely, but the other one is like solitude and solitude is more of like a, I guess, choice of being by yourself and being happy, you know, in this alone time, because sometimes I think everybody needs some, some alone time. Everybody needs to have yeah. some kind of time away from distractions. And I think so many people just got really angry and upset and felt victimized by the circumstance that, um, you know, they didn't react in the same way you did. Yeah. Um, and there's so many factors. So I guess in that, in that sense, I was kind of fortunate because there are people who would genuinely, you know, they live with people they don't like, they just don't want to be home and this mm -hmm. kind of forced you to be in that environment. Yeah. So I was, fortunate you know in in that aspect of it one thing that i hope we keep even after this which i don't think we will the whole idea of in public like shopping and social distancing and like having my own kind of space even when i'm just standing in line i love that yeah i love that stores are not super packed mm -hmm. um and i hope people and also masks. I'm actually, I might just start wearing more masks even after this. I see people want to fight the mask all the time, but me, I like the mask too. I, like I mean, the mask. <laughs> I really like the mask. But it's funny that I like the masks for probably a different reason. I don't know. I've always been, um, not always, but um, I've gone through a phase where um, I remember when I was younger and seeing movies like did you ever see uh enemy of the state with uh, will smith enemy of the state it's a enemy good one man if you've never seen enemy of the state you may have to google it to see if you've seen it it before. may have been a long time ago that was a good movie and i i re-watched it about a year ago but anyways um in the world we live in with technology like I don't know. I was at a point one time where I was thinking there's cameras everywhere. They're watching me everywhere. And then now I get to wear a mask everywhere. And I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit more discreet in, <laughs> and stuff. But I, I, I yeah, so, I like the idea of anonymity. But some people think like, oh, it's the government and us. And oh, you're wearing a mask and you're believing in this, these lies. And it's like, dude, come on. I have a, I just, 
in what way would they be controlling you if they didn't provide the mask? If you're giving yourself a mask, how would they be controlling you? I mean, realistically, do you think the government really wants people out there wearing masks and being concealed? I, I don't yes. think so. <laughs> ah, another one wearing a mask. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But, but I, I mean, I'm hoping we can get beyond this. And, and, you know, I was even looking earlier this year about back with the, uh, the flu of like um, 1918. Is that the Spanish flu? The, yeah. And people then were fighting masks too. They didn't want to wear masks. And so I don't know what it is. I think it's just uh, something with humans. We're just weird. We're all wired differently. I think the ability, the, not the ability, the want, like in um, a few Asian countries, it's not uncommon to wear a mask. But the idea behind it is to be courteous towards other people, mm-hmm. less yourself. And I think that's just a, a mentality that is not very prevalent in America. There are people, of course, who, who are considered plenty of people, but the majority, I do not feel like, think that way. Yeah, it's gotten kind of weird because it's funny. There's a park I go to, a neighborhood park, where I walk my dog almost every day, and the regulars there um, always wear masks. And we have, you know, all different races from, you know, white to Asian to mm-hmm. um, African-American, uh, Mexican, Indian, like all different people, they're wearing masks. Um, but I think over the holidays, they had some like visitors from out of town because there was like a family there that I'd never seen before. And no one in the family had masks. And um, it was just kind of awkward, but it kind of makes you think like, like I wonder like, number one, these people, they seem like great people. They seem like they love their family and they actually seem kind of nice. But when everyone around you is wearing a mask and you're not, it kind of seems like you, you kind of just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the added, that's, that's kind of like the vibe you're putting off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really just about you know, caring for your you know, fellow citizens and being responsible and hoping that other people are going to care about you. Yeah. I think this year, everyone has to make some type of adjustment. And in most cases, the adjustment isn't comfortable, like wearing a mask. Um, You know, when it really comes down to it, I think it's just about change. And so many people are reluctant to change. And we've talked about change on this show before about how uh, I think it's important to embrace change because to embrace it, I think, is like empowering. And you feel like... um, I think a a more positive feeling behind the change and you feel like you can contribute and control a lot of it where other people feel victimized by this change and aren't able to adapt and don't want things to change. Yeah. And things, the world is going to change in one way or another anyways. There's no way it's going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like you should just do your best to adjust and try to change with it so you don't break yeah yeah and i think honestly i really think a lot of the younger generation is i think a little bit more uh, i would say mentally like aware and just 
I think they're more open to change because they have more experiences. Like the younger generation now is a lot different than the young generation 20 years ago or even 40 oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I don't know. They're, so I, I guess all in all, I think the future does look bright. We just got to get there. I feel like the overall, if we're talking Gen Z, the overall feeling I get is that they're not afraid to speak against what isn't right. And they're willing to do some crazy stuff for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, I guess what's needed to change the world in a different direction. Yeah. 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 I, um, I think um, I, they're definitely not perfect because they definitely <laughs> need to pick and choose their battles wisely because there's some, some battles that aren't worth fighting. Well, some but, stuff, um, some stuff yeah. like, like cancel culture. Mm-hmm. We need to chill on cancel culture. For sure. But, um, and then they do some pretty funny stuff. Like when they made Trump think that he had millions of people going to Arizona for his, for his convention. And it turns out that wasn't true. Like yeah. stuff like that. Like they have a lot of power they use, they grow up with the internet. So that they're, they're the first generation to not know life without the internet. Yeah. And it shows cause they are all, over the internet it's so crazy man i was actually thinking um just the other day about how the world is changing and how maybe 20 to 40 years from now we're going to look at people that were born in the 1900s a little bit differently like if you if your date of birth starts with 19 i think there's going to be something special about that (laughs) they're gonna be like damn (laughs) you were born like yeah different century yeah, that's true crazy. we're not too far from that either mm-hmm. um yeah. <clears throat> okay so those were our thoughts on 2020 huh yeah i think that was pretty much that <laughs> pretty much sums it up I mean, pretty nicely for me that's a condensed version because there are a lot of thoughts on 2020 there's so many things um and i think going into 2021 this conversation is not going to stop really like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to keep going and going. But, um, you know, in other news, uh, I know that um, the Pixar movie, Disney Pixar Soul came out recently. Let's switch gears. Soul, yes, 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 yes. I thought that was a pretty fun movie. I was, here's the thing. When it came to that movie, I didn't watch any previews, no trailers or anything. And I kind of like it that way, not knowing what to expect. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know what you thought about it. Um, I went into it not knowing anything. I didn't even know who the voice actors were. Yeah, um, I didn't know till afterwards. After I watched it, I looked it up. And then what prompted me to watch Soul? My coworker watched it and said it was good. I heard it. Okay, I heard it released. I heard it was good. It's a Pixar movie, so I'm already, you know, interested. Um, but then I watched it a few days ago, and I really enjoyed the movie and after the movie like i liked i enjoyed coco a lot Um, after i watched this movie i started to understand why certain people loved loved coco Mm -hmm. because i think i felt similar about soul soul was a beautiful movie and it the timing of the release of the movie is interesting too i think yeah, it kind of was. I think it was perfect timing, really. 
yeah um during hard times and uh, one of the takeaways of the movie you can get is kind of just like what you're focusing on when you're when you're living your life mm-hmm. and not taking on like enjoying little little things little things out in the world that are really are kind of uh wonderful but we we start to take for granted and start to overlook you know how special it is that 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 sums it up pretty nicely and i was actually watching a youtube video today something kind of random but they had a quote somebody said um where they said that life is like a dance and that in a dance the goal isn't to get to the end it's the whole process of it mm-hmm. and so you know if you approach it from that perspective like don't look for the finish line it's not like a race to get to the finish line it's about just enjoying your experiences and um living your life to the fullest yeah because when you achieve that goal your life's not over no it's the next one yeah you got to climb that next mountain yeah so your life i mean that's a good point your life shouldn't be all about that one whatever that one end goal is that shouldn't be you know what your life focuses on no but goals uh, are important it's important to have goals um oh I, yeah 100 percent. it's it's definitely important to have goals um but to to say that my life is complete once this is done i would say it would be very inaccurate mm-hmm. but what did you feel how did you feel about the whole meditative state kind of basically oh the astral projection state. thing yeah I thought that was cool. Here's yeah. so personally, I think that when it comes to um, life, or even like when they touched on like the afterlife or the before life, I think they called it, and then the the in the zone, the meditative Zen like state. Mm-hmm. I think all those concepts were really cool that they actually can deliver in like a kids film to create conversations for kids and parents and get people to think differently. Um, I don't know if that's exactly how it works in our world or universe or whatever, yeah. but I think it's, I think there's probably some truth to, to, to some, some of those parts. It, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think like my personal views, I feel like there's some uh, nuances that might be a little bit different, but overall I think this was, you know, it really kind of blew my mind because um for so many years, um, everybody's really tried to stay in the lane when it came to, I don't even want to say like uh, Christianity, but just like, I think, um, basic religious faith. views. Yeah, yeah, like faith mm-hmm. and um, religious views. And I think there's some messages in this film that maybe go against that um, or maybe go with it in like an alternative meaning type type way um but overall i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was um i love the characters and um you know what i thought was really cool was in this whole like before life they had these um i'll call them beings that were like the scribbles yeah and i thought that was really cool that was really interesting to me wasn't that awesome yeah because that was the um all of the universe embodied right something like that I'm not even sure how to explain it. In the in the great beginning or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. the first one that showed up explained that it was 
like all of the universe, but for the sake of the movie, kind of just manifested into that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that we could kind of understand better what it is. Um, but yeah, they're kind of just there to guide you. Yeah. Almost like spirit guides or something. Yeah. Uh, some some version of spirit guides. Some kind of uh, disembodied spirit. Man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really freaking cool. And you know what's actually funny? You know, leading up to Christmas, I did kind of um, watch like some holiday movies. Like I watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. which I had never seen the entire movie. I've always like, it seems like every time I did watch it, it was always like from the middle on. That's that really old movie, right? It was really old. It's always been in black and white, but I saw they had like redone it in color. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool, but there's That's... so many concepts when it comes to um, like life and death or what if I was never born like in that movie. And then, and when it comes to soul with life and death, and I think these are kind of like ongoing themes when it comes to, I think Christmas. And I think these are important messages for people because it's really important to, you know, stop and take a minute and think about like, Hey, what am I doing here with my life on this planet? And um, you know, what can I do next year to do better? So in that, in that opening scene, when he what was he's about to go try out for the gig or after he got the gig I don't right remember. when he fell right when he fell in that hole yeah i paused the video and i freaked out i was like did this guy just die in a pixar movie <laughs> and i like stopped and i i snapchatted my friend i was like tell me right now is this guy dead he's like keep watching so i, I kept watching mm-hmm. but um i I think it's the first time they've well it's not the first time they've portrayed death is it yeah we've seen a lot of death in disney movies like some of these disney movies pretty freaking sad man (laughs) yeah this one this one got me this was a it was beautifully done i liked it yeah well i think i liked it also because it i think i don't know maybe it's just me but i think it kind of gives people hope and I think with so many people that have passed away this year, you got to imagine there's what have we've lost like th- over 300,000 people in the U S just to COVID this year. And how many maybe kids were, you know, affected, like not, not kids that died, but maybe had like parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, and sisters that passed away from this. And, yeah. you know, a movie like this might actually help them think like, okay, well, you know, maybe their their spirit lives on and, you know, it's not something to be, I don't know, overly yeah. sad about. Um, that too. I think, I think this will help some people with the fear of death. Yeah. Um, I think so. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think this will help people with the fear of death uh, for sure. Do you hear my cat at the door? I don't hear your cat. Go go let that guy in. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. He wants some attention. Oh, see, I don't know. I can I have a cat? I gotta I gotta live by the cat's rules. When the cat wants in, I gotta let the cat in. So I gotta right. so part of being a cat owner mm-hmm. means that you kind of live by their rules a little bit. A little bit, man. I'll tell you like it. cats. I don't know if you ever had a cat or a dog but it's so like, funny that they're so different a cat. you know cats are great um 
it's almost like dogs. Um, yeah, they're just so different because yeah, I think cats do kind of kind of rule the household a little bit. I don't know. Dogs do a little bit too. Depends on depends on the temperament of your dog. My dog is super hyper, highly energetic, and needs attention and exercise. Someone once said that cats <clears throat> cats protect your spirit and dogs protect your physical body. And I always think about that because I see a lot of cat videos where they're kind of like very occupied with some random empty space and i can only well guess that it is related to almost similar to what we're talking about with soul yeah which is some type of spirit that they're interacting with or seeing and and that kind of thing so i think cats and dogs can see ghosts if ghosts exist which i i think they probably do um, and I actually have a story about, um, so the dog I have right now, his name is Bugsy. Before that, I had a dog, his name was Trey. And um, this goes, you know, a while back, but I had this dog, basically, it was a pit bull named Trey. And there was a time where I was living in a condo, uh, two story, and the bedroom was in the second story, we're up in the bedroom me and my girlfriend and the dog was like starting to kind of freak out, like not really freak out, but just kind of like sniffing around the room. Like he was like caught the scent of something and he was sniffing it. And then he started following it and he followed it into the closet. And it was so weird. Like, uh-huh. um, it, I mean, for me, I felt like it was like a ghost or a spirit or something that he had came across. Um, but it was kind of freaky, man. It was, it was nice. And I see my cats like look at stuff all the time. And so I think they can see shit. I mean, here's the thing. The human eye can only see a certain like spectrum of light. So there's a lot of stuff we don't see. Yeah, definitely. There's probably a lot around us that we don't see. <laughs> on a side note, I don't know if you've seen this. This is so funny. We're getting on tangents. Um, I was on TikTok the other day and I saw, have you seen the videos with this ripple effect? And people are like using it to like look. It goes like that. Kind of like when it sees movement. Yeah. People are using this ripple filter to like look for ghosts in the house and stuff. And so I started watching. No. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. I I don't know how real it was. Um, I don't want to mess with that stuff in my house. (laughs) Nah, I'm okay. But uh, there's all kinds of stuff. And you know what? I think one day, here's the thing, man. Technology is evolving so fast. I remember when I was younger and I was watching like these uh, ghost hunter shows when they were on and I saw one uh, earlier this year and they have all kinds of new technology that they didn't have before. So I'm just like, man, we're going to get to a point. We're going to (laughs) start communicating with them without like Ouija boards or whatever. It's going to be weird. Or they'll they'll communicate like a bumblebee. Use radio frequencies to talk to us. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, all in all, I loved that movie Soul, dude. Um, I had no clue that uh, Jamie Foxx was the voice of the of the main guy. Um, Jamie Foxx, yeah, he is such a great actor. That wow. you know, he's one of those guys that like if Who's he embodied 22? the character so much that I didn't even think it was him. Yeah, I thought it was just a 
I won't not a regular dude, but a regular dude. You know what I mean? Like a like a regular maybe character actor that just did some smaller parts. Yeah, and I'm gonna look at this cast real quick. Who played 22? Tina Fey. Wow. Okay, that fits. I, I didn't know that either. And then after I looked it up, I'm like, oh, that's right. That yeah, that's her voice. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it again then. I think I will. I'll give it a second chance. Um. And then, do you remember the drummer? The drummer whose name is uh, Curly? Questlove? Yeah, it's Questlove. That's the only one I knew for sure. I didn't know that either. So, and I love the roots, man. I've I've always loved the roots. So he's, I've been following Questlove for a while there. Who's Dez in the movie? I don't remember which character was Dez. I saw I saw who played him, but I'm assuming that might have been a guy at the barbershop, maybe. Maybe, but that was ah. Uh, see, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. But Des, that was um. Well, what's his name? Donnell Rawlings. Yeah, Donnell Rawlings. And he was in a Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. Huh. Terry. Uh, Terry. Oh, okay, okay. Terry was the one I wanted to know. I don't, I'm trying to remember Terry. Terry was the, the oh, snitch yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terry was a fucking snitch. He's like, wait a minute, something's off. And then yeah, yeah. Went through billions, what, like, had to be billions of files just to find out who it was. Who played that that guy, Terry? Uh, it's a lady, Rachel House. That name sounds familiar. Um, What else was she in? Oh, she was in Moana. She was in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Hunt for the wilder people. Huh. No other. Nothing screams out to me. Wolf Creek. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, she. Uh, I could. I thought that Terry was. Oh, wait, wasn't there more than one Terry? I don't think so. Oh, Jerry. The counselor's a Jerry. Oh, yeah. Terry That's right. is the Terry's the file person. Okay. So I thought Terry at first, I thought Terry was Kevin Hart. The first scene. Like hmm. when you're counting on the abacus. And I was like, no, yeah. that doesn't sound exactly right. And then I thought it was uh who did the voice for Olaf? Olaf. Oh, I don't know who that Olaf. Was. Olaf. I don't know, but um, I liked uh, I liked Kevin Hart in gosh, the. Um, like did you ever see the Secret Life of Pets? Uh, the first one. I saw the second one recently. I think it was on Netflix, and I watched it uh, about a month ago. But yeah, he he he's good in that. Uh, I have to know. Is Josh Gad? That's his name. I and thought it was he- Josh Gad. He did. Uh, he did Olaf. Okay. But it wasn't who apparently it was Rachel House. Hmm. No complaints, but I was, the whole movie I was trying to figure that out. Well, hey man, I wanted to switch gears real quick and talk about um something that was in the news about a week ago. Maybe it's been a little bit longer now, but uh you know about Mr. Beast? I do know who Mr. Beast is, yeah. And you heard about his uh new uh burger chain, burger restaurant? Uh Mr. Beast Burger. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I thought, 
I didn't think it was a joke, but I thought it was kind of like a gimmick. Like I thought it was going to be like just like a weekend type deal. Yeah. Well, okay. This is what I thought it was. I thought I did hear about it. Um, and I thought, cause I saw him tweet about it. So at that point I thought it was a joke. I did see a thumbnail of, I don't know if it was his video or someone else's video of YouTube. And it was a building that said Mr. Beastburger on it. So my thought was, okay, he must have opened locations like Fat Burger, like just Fat Burger locations, because he has, he seems to have a lot of money. So, you know, why not open up some franchises? But mm-hmm. I guess that's not the whole story. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something where it was a little bit of like a publicity stunt, where he might like for a day or two, uh, take over some burger restaurant and do his own thing like temporarily. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like he's he's going all in on this. This is literally nationwide, and they're um, they're through a okay. <laughs> so you know how they you do you know how they're distributed? Not necessarily, no. Okay, but you like the um the use of the uh, ghost kitchen. You, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if that was like all his locations are doing that or like how that works. So ghost kitchens are they just facilities in cuz I'm I'm on their website right now there's locations everywhere. So many locations. Mm-hmm. But these are just facilities in the area that are kitchens and their only job is to make the food for to go orders for DoorDashes and whatever other okay delivery companies there are um but i didn't know that was i didn't know that was a i don't know a type of business model or strategy because uh beginning somewhere within quarantine i was hungry i wanted to order wings and i was i was on uh fucking i was on DoorDash. Mm -hmm. I was on DoorDash looking for wings and I saw, so have you used DoorDash before? No, I mean, I've, I've had DoorDash, but it was somebody else ordering it on their app. So when you use DoorDash and you kind of flip through for restaurants, a lot of times they'll have uh, some type of thumbnail or picture, like I'm going to search wings right now. So when you flip through, you'll see kind of like a thumbnail. Mm -hmm. And so you, submit the picture that you want i was assuming to represent um like this is jolene's wings and beer and it's a picture of probably their food right and Wingstop mm-hmm. is here so i was flipping through and Wingstop was there and i saw another place it was called uh just wings or something like that i was like i've never heard of that the pictures look really good though um and they're like super high def like really nice looking pictures right okay that's one of the pictures all right okay I tried to place an order and the order like failed and kicked it back to me. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, whatever. I'll try to reorder it. And I noticed that it was the same picture, but the name of the business changed. It still had wings in the name, but it was a completely different. And I clicked that, had the same fucking menu, same prices. I was like, what the hell? I was like, all right, whatever. That's weird, but I want to try it. Same thing. Ordered it, gets kicked back. I look one more time. It went back to it's just wings, which is I think what the name they I guess they settled on. 
<laughs> and I finally ordered the food and it came to me. But I found out that that's a ghost kitchen. Um, there, There's no location you can go pick up the food, but I can only order it through DoorDash. Wow. Well, I know he actually had some physical locations from what I saw. Because, I mean, I saw on YouTube, he had, like, lines of cars pulled up, like, to get some burgers. I don't know. Maybe that was just one particular location. Like, maybe the... Might have been just that location. His home main location. But... Yeah. I don't know. It was, I, I think it's brilliant. It's a great idea. I think we'll probably see more um, content creators of all sorts, maybe start to do something like this. Uh, I was actually thinking about it myself. Like if I were to do something like this, what would I do? And I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but if you could have your own, let's say fast food restaurant type place, what would you do? What kind of food would you serve? So my answer easily would be like um, the main reason you would go there would be fries mm, easily. Okay. Um, my it's, this is kind of, I'm stealing the answer. So a question I like to ask is if you could have a food truck, mm-hmm. what would you name the food truck and what kind of food would you serve? Cause food trucks have to have like a fun name, they don't, they don't have to, but yeah, you food want trucks them have to. a personality and they, yeah. have a, they have a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Rarely do you see food trucks that serve every kind of food on the planet. Food trucks usually have like a thing that they're good at. And that's where kind of the question came from. Mine would be fries for sure. Have you ever heard of Potato Corner? No, I haven't. Okay, that might be near Sacramento then. So Potato Corner is a type of... Not really restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just call it a restaurant. You'll usually find them at like a food court, but it's like a little stand. And all they serve are different types of potatoes, curly fries, uh, tater tots. And then on top of that, you have different seasonings that they can shake it with. Kind of like wings, how you sauce Mm -hmm. wings. And then they Mm -hmm. give it to you in a little thing. So I was thinking for my food truck, a few different types of potatoes cooked really well. And then you have... Um, yes, seasonings, you can have like a, not even a seasoning bar, but like you could have chili, you could have cheese and just other things to go with it that you can make it either just a quick little snack. It's also, it'll also be vegan friendly for people that want to be vegan, vegetarian, or you can just put whatever meats on it and kind of make your own type of chili fry. That's pretty awesome, man. I love that idea. I think, um, you can do a lot with that. That's actually that, pretty smart, man. That's my food truck idea. And I think hauling around those potatoes wouldn't be too bad. And it's really just coming up with like a a house-made cheese or a house-made chili. Mm-hmm. is all that's missing. Besides that, you can have a couple uh, dry seasonings. Um, you could kind of set up like a little bar. People can put their own seasoning. Hopefully they're not too crazy with it. Stuff like that. That would be awesome, man. I think there's, um, I think you could find a lot of people that would love to go to a place like that mm-hmm. and to have those kind of options available. Imagine just pulling up, this is before quarantine, outside of a club, oh, the fucking potato truck is here. And grab some yeah. fucking fries or get chili fries. Let's put some onions in yeah. that thing. You can get like curly fries. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, like regular just french fries you can get steak fries exactly maybe, maybe even oh man if you could do those criss cut fries mm-hmm. 
maybe even tater tots. That's what it is. It have to be at least five different types of fries. And then within that, you could do the chili. You could do the so- seasonings the sauce and toppings and stuff. Yep. Man, yep. you could do so much. That's actually that's that's really good, man. That's that beats me, dude. I was just thinking doing something around tacos. I feel yes, like you can't go wrong with tacos. I feel like tacos are a little bit underrepresented when it comes to like fast food chains. Um, you've got You're right. Taco Bell and maybe Del Taco. Have you heard of Jim Boy's Tacos? No, never had it, heard of Jim Boy's Tacos. Wow, that must be a Sacramento thing too. Those yeah, tacos are pretty it. good. Yeah. It's it's very it is a fast food place. But it's Jim Boy's Tacos. Um but if you can have, you know, a menu with some good signature tacos um, and maybe mm-hmm. even some, you know, fusion type tacos, you could do mm-hmm. you could do a lot. But I think um, when it comes to getting like a good hamburger, there's a few places you can go to get a really good hamburger, um, whether that's, you know, maybe Mr. Beast Burger, because I heard the burgers are pretty good. Uh, my favorite, I think, is probably Five Guys. But, you know, there's In-N-Out, which is always great. Can a lot of good burger Mr. joints burger? out there. What's that? Is there a location near me? I I don't think there's any around here. I think there are some here in California. Doesn't but... look like it. Yeah, there's Sacramento, Sacramento and Roseville. Good for yeah. you. Santa Clarita. That's from the... oh, there's a Palo Alto. Is it really? There's a Palo Alto. Ooh, too okay, far so... for me, but that's not drivable if i was curious enough if they have right. a location like you said they do Let's maybe see. we'll do something adventurous and get some burgers one of these days east burger we can try them out on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> oh it doesn't show up yeah it's way too far away oh well well i mean tacos you said right yeah i would do tacos just because i think um it's i mean Unless you're going to like um, a taqueria or like a mom and pop shop, like you're not going to find a chain of restaurants that offer, I think, good quality tacos. Yeah. But if it's a restaurant, I think I need to offer more than just fries. Not necessarily, man. Not when you do it like that, because you can do it like a freaking meal. Um, you know what? We'll talk more about that because that's a good idea. And if that's something that you want to start in the future, maybe we can actually make it happen. I just want the idea. I don't want to cook the food, <laughs> but I want to be like, I want to say in like how it tastes, and you know, yeah. I want to say in 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 developing the the chili or cheese sauce. Um, but I don't want to cook the food. No, I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it, dude. Um, well, hey, man, I think um. We're getting close to the end of the show here. Uh, I don't know if there was any other final messages you wanted to talk about when it came to the year 2020 or anything that you're hopeful for for 2021. Is there any anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, I think general thought is as much shit as I've talked about 2020. I don't think very much on the podcast, but just in general. Mm-hmm. it's been a lot of oh that's 2020 oh go ahead i mean you know of course that's how of course it happened this year all that kind of stuff um i think i am thankful that it's happened o- outside of the desk because you know that's mm-hmm. it's sad and i've been lost i lost an uncle from covid but like the whole 
whatever happened forced forced you to look kind of to yourself mm-hmm. um well for me anyways forced me to look for myself and uh, i appreciate it because it helped me take a step forward in a direction i didn't think i'd take a step forward in um yeah. so i think for 2021 i just kind of want to build on that yeah very true very true um it actually reminds me of a story that i heard recently it's like an old um i don't know if it's like a fable or what but i think it's like pretty old and basically it's a short story but it's about like a a farmer that was in a village so this farmer that lives in a village he has a horse mm-hmm. and uh one day the horse runs away and his neighbor tells him look your i mean your horse is running away your horse your horse ran away isn't that that's terrible and the farmer says well you know it may be bad um maybe good i don't know who knows well, the next day, the horse comes back, and along with that horse is a wild mare, which is like a female horse. So then the neighbor tells the farmer, wow, your horse came back, and he, he brought a, a wild mare with him. Isn't that great news? It's so great. And the farmer's like, well, it may be great. It may not be. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. So shortly after, the farmer's son tries to tame the wild horse. So the son gets on the horse and the horse kicks him off. The son falls off the horse and breaks his leg. And the neighbor says, oh, my God, your son broke his leg. Isn't that terrible news? It's so, so terrible. And the farmer is like, well, it may be bad. It may be good. Who knows? Um, a week later, these soldiers come into the village looking to recruit young soldiers for a war. Yet they see that the son has a broken leg, so they don't recruit him. And then the farmer says, wow, your son, he, he didn't get recruited. That's such great news. The farmer, again, you know, maybe good, maybe bad. Who knows? So along that story, you see so many events happen. And the farmer is like, you know, maybe good, maybe bad. Who knows? And you kind of really don't know. You, really you kind of don't. don't know as things are happening until you look back on it and see how things unfolded. And so... Yeah. I try personally, I mean, that's a kind of an approach I'd like to take because, you know, I don't believe things are like, you know, inherently bad or good because you just never know the full picture of what's happening and, you know, what other possibilities may have happened. You know, things could have happened for the worse for, you know, you or I or whoever else. Um, But thankfully we have survived. We're here. And um, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's nice just to kind of, um, be a little bit level-headed and not so dramatic about each and every little event that happens in our life. Yeah, I hear that. And that's a, I think, you know, the overall theme for this year feels like it has a lot to do with just uh, how you see things and mental health is huge. Huge. I think it, it, it just shows in the way that people have not necessarily handled it but how it's impacted them i agree man i I think this year has been uh, a lot about um perspective and i i think a lot of this uh time alone for people has given people an opportunity to to think deeply about things um and unfortunately 
there's a lot of people that are suffering from mental health issues that um, maybe aren't making the best decisions. And so, I mean, I hope the best for everybody and I hope that we can come together and, and do better for this upcoming year. Um, I'm not overly optimistic because I don't think it's going to be all sunshine and lollipops come around 2021, but um, I do think it's going to be a better year. Yeah, I'm someone I like to think that I learned my lesson and I was very excited for my potential vacations this year. Um, all, all the holidays fell on the right day and it, it seemed like it would have been um, vacation wise and celebration wise. It should have been a great year. Mm-hmm. And who's not to say it wasn't a great year because I, oof, you know what? This year I mean, wasn't so never- bad. Now I think about it. Yeah, for me, I think for anybody who actually survived and and I mean, it sucks that, that so many people have have passed and mm-hmm. so many more people will pass. Dude, like the crazy thing that for me is I'm, you know, when I watch the news and hear about how I think is they're expecting another hundred thousand people to die like within the next month, maybe. And it's incredible to me to think that you might have let's say a hundred thousand people that won't see February, but are perfectly fine right now and have no idea that this is coming. And that's kind of scary. It's kind of crazy. But it just really makes me feel grateful for the situation that I'm in because I feel like, you know, I'm being safe. My communities for the most part being safe. And I think uh, we'll come out of this on the other side uh, a little bit better. Yeah, I definitely hope so. Yeah, man, I think I I'm so. like I said, man, I'm super optimistic about stuff. I I don't get overly optimistic because I'm a realist when it comes to some of this stuff, uh, but cautiously yeah. optimistic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel that I'm I feel like I'm generally in the, uh, have a similar mindset towards it. Well, I think that's basically all I had for for this particular show. Uh, once again, I wanted to thank everybody that that had a chance to listen in here. Um, we've got a lot of fun and exciting things planned for the next year. I know we're <clears throat> going to continue to see this show grow and evolve. And uh, I hope definitely that everybody will continue to join us on this adventure. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, even though you're going to hear this in the new year, um, happy New Year. Hope you guys had a fantastic one. If you have any comments about what we talked about today, any questions, any suggestions, you can always email us at emammothpod at gmail.com. That's E-M-A-M-M-O-T-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. As always, that is Mike. I have been Rich. Thank you guys so much. Happy New Year again. We'll see you in the New Year, 2021. Peace.